I'm just thinking, why a piglet? Like, why? Because it's cute as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the sensation from my stomach to my chest is totally cute. <laughs> Welcome back to the Forever Young Podcast, a podcast made by Chinese med students for everyone, the main population. Okay. Uh, we have uh, four co-hosts today. Uh, we have Nick. Yo, what's going on? Charlene. Hello. Timmy. Hello. And I am Brennan. Before we start, I just want to shout out that I've got a pop filter now. So And that we upgraded our system. Awesome. So we've got a better mixer and we can actually all hear each other. Oh. System Yay. upgrade. Yeah, it's that's so good. it. And now every time I pronounce a B or a P, it's not like <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> anyway, so today's topic, we're going to be talking about sleep. And honestly, I think knowing a lot of people that have very bad sleeping patterns, I think it's a pretty important to, you know, Talk about sleep and stuff. So, really, do you guys, uh, what do you, what's your experiences with sleep exactly? I like it. It's pretty good. Yes, <laughs> sleep is pretty good. I'm one of the people that have disturbed sleep. So, yeah, it's not very nice. How, how does that affect you, do you think? Um, basically, for me, I have a lot of trouble falling asleep and staying asleep. So, when I wake up in the morning, I'm kind of like groggy, tired and I find it hard to go about my day. But once I get going, it's okay. It's just I don't feel energized for the day. And I think that's really important to be able to feel energized. Yeah, you can definitely feel that when you don't sleep well. I haven't been sleeping the best over the last couple of days. And you can definitely feel that it just like knocks you around. you got to like catch up twice and it's horrible. It's like starting off your day and if it's like a bad start off to your day, like the rest of the day is sort of it's like done. It's like it's not going to be a good start sort of thing and it just sucks, yeah. I think the first thing that uh, that sleep manifests in is in my mind. I tend to get more nervous, more anxious, more down if I don't sleep well. It, it It's it's the first sign of me being like, okay, i got to fix my sleep because I'm down or whatever. So, a lot of people say, like, like oh, I didn't sleep well. But I think we can, like, break it down into, like, more than just, like, oh, sleep was bad. It's, like, for you, Charlene, personally, do you have, like, trouble falling asleep, staying asleep, or you wake up, like, like you wake up just really bad, too? All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it takes me a few hours to fall asleep. I'm kind of thinking about the day's events that just happened, also what I've got to do tomorrow. So I'm in my mind a lot and I just find it hard to settle. And then it's a very light sleep as well. So any like loud noises, I kind of wake up and I wake up startled. But more recently, I've been having these really vivid dreams. Like they're so real and I wake up just really like shook and I'm like, oh my God, what is happening to my life? Like just I wake up and I don't know who I am pretty much. That's really interesting. Yeah, my sleep lately has been like having lots of trouble getting to sleep and that's never been a thing for me. Like it takes me a little bit, but it's not a problem. And yeah, just over the last like week and a half, it's been really hard to get to sleep. And it's actually really frustrating. Like I just lay there for hours and I was just like, go to sleep. What are you doing? Like, just sleep. <laughs> and the more you think about it, the like the more awake you get. That's <laughs> horrible. But I've noticed if I wake, if I get up early, so if I get up at like quarter past seven or something instead of eight thirty, nine o'clock, I'm actually feeling better during the day. Yeah, I feel like just so like uh, depressed and annoyed 
just like gross. If, if you wake up earlier, you feel better. Yeah, yeah. So if I wake up early and get up out of bed, and just even if I'm not doing anything, I feel better for the whole day than I do if I lay in bed till like nine o'clock or whatever. But I've heard from someone that when you wake up, you literally just eyes open and then jump out of bed. <laughs> well, not so much, but yeah, kind of. I have to get up because I I can't lay in bed all day. That shits me. Just yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same because I, I like even today doing like an early recording session, like early nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. A time that I should be getting up, I just don't. But I. I usually I make a routine to get up at seven forty five, but lately I've just been staying in bed for the extra half an hour, and then that just gets me so slack for the rest of the day. Like my energy levels are down, a little bit sluggish, affects my mental wealth, and it's just it's just not smooth for the rest of the day. If I get up as soon as I wake up, I feel so much better. But sometimes I'm just so lazy that I don't. It's bad. How about you, Tom? How's your sleep? Because I know you're terrible, especially when it comes to, like exam time. Whew. Oh, no, goodness me. No, I sleep, like, I just hold back on sleep when I have exams. It's like, sleep, mm, not a priority. Passing my subjects, yeah, slightly more That was a gentle way of saying you don't sleep. Yeah, no, I don't. You literally don't sleep during exam times. I just, I don't even, like, normally people take, like, V's and coffees. I normally take, like, 20-minute interval sleeps. So, like, to catch up on my REM sleep, and then I'm like, all right, 20 minutes of sleep, 20 minutes of... Uh, like work and just study. Does that work that's for you? That's that's insane. Does yeah, that does that like, work? Yeah, yeah. Like I've I've managed to cram like a semester's worth in like yeah, six hours, so I only get three hours of sleep because I'm working twenty minutes. Study twenty minutes. It's like new topic, sleep, sleep on the topic for twenty minutes, and then you wake up again to sleep on the next topic. I don't think 10 you, you can achieve REM sleep in that short amount of time. Oh yeah, you can. It's yeah. like. Do you know when, like, when you don't get any sleep for one night and then you have that, like, or a week and then the next night you have, like, this really good sleep where, like, everything just sort of comes back? Like, that REM rebound sort of sleep? Charlene's immediately like, no. I don't have that. (laughs) What? Charlene, once you get your sleep pattern back, you have this amazing REM sleep, like, three years worth of REM sleep. Before we move on about, like, you know, our own terrible sleeping patterns, (laughs) um, does anyone want to explain what REM sleep is at all? Yeah, sure. Um, normally how sleep works is you. Uh, there's four stages of sleep. Oh, there's technically five stages of sleep. So there's the... Light. There's light, which is like level one, like the shallow... So- like Charlene. <laughs> yeah, shallow. Yeah. <laughs> shallow Charlene levels. Level. Ah, the sh- so first you enter the Charlene level of sleep <laughs> and then you <laughs> enter like level two, which is like you get different wavelengths in your brain when... Your body's trying to relax and stuff. And then there's like three level... Th- is that when you get like... Well, is that like when you get those twitches? Yeah. Because like I do that all the all time. And I just lay there and all of a sudden I like twitch. It happened to me last night and my leg just like went up in the air and it was just like flicking around crazy. I was like, what is going on? And I was like, I just fell asleep after that. I was like... Oh. It's so like, is that when that happens? Yeah, I think so. It's like your brain... I think it's like beta waves where it's like your brain picks up little spikes like let's say that you hear a bang of the door closing and your brain registers it but you're still drifting into sleep it doesn't wake you up you still sort of drift straight into sleep Uh, i think there's stage three of sleep which is closely followed by stage four so stage four is generally um the deepest sleep that's when you get like your body sort of recharges sort of thing during that sleep so throughout this night you go through one two three four 
and then after stage one, you go back to REM sleep. So this REM sleep is when you get like, uh, I believe you get a lot of dreams and stuff like that. And it like cycles in your brain so you can like understand sort of what, what was going on. And So this is why you, is that why you get more like dreams towards the earlier part of the morning or remember most of those dreams? Is that a thing? Is this I a thing? I think is that so. Thing? Yeah. I think REM sleep um, stages start shorter in earlier in the night so if you do have dreams i guess you don't dream for as long but as you kind of get longer into your sleep they go for longer so i guess you have the chance to dream i believe i, I watched in a video somewhere that rem the importance of the reason why rem sleep is important is because that's when your brain is kind of getting rid of unused neurons and kind of just uh, repairing itself and doing its thing so then it can efficiently work better. So that's why you tend your memory tends to be shot when you have your when your sleep doesn't is not really like very good and uh your focus isn't as good when you're not sleeping and things like that. So that's why REM sleep is very important. Um I I forgot what video it is. I'd I'd totally bring it up, but I yeah. mean there's lots of resources about sleep out there. Sleep is this massive topic. How do you feel about like fitness trackers and tracking sleep? I couldn't sleep with a watch on my wrist. Because <laughs> I'm tracking mine now. And sorry, I'm just looking back at mine for the first time in just about a month. And I had last night I had like an hour of REM sleep. And I feel like that's not normal. How many hours of an hour? Uh, other sleep did you get? So I had five and a half hours of light sleep. And then an hour of deep sleep. And an hour of REM sleep. Is that normal? It doesn't make any sense to me, but I, I don't know the the proper stats, but like a very educated guess is something you're probably supposed to get like maybe four hours of REM because of like a lot of it's kind of transitioning into that REM sleep and then transitioning out of the REM sleep. Is that? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so maybe yeah, tad bit off, not one third away, but you know. It's okay. I mean, yeah, close yeah. enough. So, what do we consider to be like normal then? In terms of other than like REM sleep and stuff, what do we consider to be normal? As in like hours of sleep? That differs from person to person. Like yeah. in like every other preference, and, uh, sorry, the lifestyle factor that differs from person to person. Like some people can function off seven hours of sleep, when I can't even function off like eight. You know? I think normal is is like seven to nine hours. I would yeah, say depending I think I found on person. A stat that said. Young adults and adults should get like between seven and nine hours. That's like the recommended Western nice. Good job. Good job. Nice. Yeah. I think it differs differs between like children and like elderly too, doesn't it? Yeah, I think the children and elderly are meant to get more sleep. They do less. Yeah, no, I think elderly is actually less. Like it's harder for them really? to Yeah, like it's harder like they just don't sleep. After a while, their sort of sleep cycle is just like like five hours, I think, is the normal amount. And they just like they just can't sleep again. It's just like uh, they just wake up. Their body wakes up, and I think they normally like compensate for it by like taking naps and stuff during the day. Yeah, maybe like tie that back to Chinese bedwise. Is that like an imbalance of yin yang? Would you say? Probably. Yeah. Maybe it's like deficient because they're constitutionally like it's like over age. Like your kidneys and stuff can't work as well with the yin well, yang. Yeah, your yin naturally declines as yeah. age goes on. Maybe that's like an important factor where it's like. The, the battery's smaller, so it just recharges quicker now because it's like they only have like need five hours for the battery to be full. 
And they just can't sleep anymore sort of thing. So when you're talking to um, people or patients about sleep, where do you, like, what scale do you put them on? So, like, they say, like, oh, I get four hours of sleep every night. Do you say, like, so that's, like, a bad thing or a good thing? Or, like, do you put them on a scale? I ask them what's normal for them. And a big thing for me is whether they feel energized or, like, ready to go about their day the next day. The next day. And, like, their energy levels for the coming day. I feel kind of rude when – well, not rude, but I feel, like, out of place when somebody says they get, like, four hours of sleep and then I ask if they're refreshed in the morning because most of the time their reception is going to be, like, well, clearly not. Like, <laughs> obviously I'm only getting, like, four hours of broken sleep every morning, every day. Obviously I'm going to feel, like, total trash in the morning. Well, why would you get – why would they get offended over that? That's – no, just that the answer's not as, like, receptive. Yeah, I think, like, you cop it from them for just trying to ask, like, open-ended questions, and then they give you, like, like obvious, like, it seems like an obvious question to them, but some people really can just function on five hours or six or four hours of sleep. I'd imagine patients understand that. There are. I've had a lot of patients that are just like, that. that's a stupid question. Like, <laughs> you ask a lot of questions, and if we're going to write them to, like, intelligent or stupid, that... Is that was a stupid, stupid one. But it's it's a fair question, you know, we have to ask, but they see that as a very, like, like dumb type no, of question. That's like, totally a fair question. Like, I think, yeah, sometimes explaining to the actual patient would be like, it's like, what's sort of normal for you? Because some people really do get normally five hours of sleep, whereas obviously it looks like you don't. And then you can sort of like, then they can understand that you're not just being like, oh, you only get five hours, right? Is that like... Like they, they want to know if like do you feel refreshed. They they don't link the dots between five hours of sleep equals refresh. They're like five hours of sleep. Of course, it doesn't lead to like refresh amount of sleep. Do you guys normally have like a sort of like uh, advice for patients? Let's say that if they don't feel refreshed or they they don't feel good after waking up, do you normally suggest some advice to them beforehand? Or during bed or after bed, so that they can help improve their next. I sleep. usually I usually attribute that to the quality of sleep. So if someone's waking up refreshed, they're not very they're not having a good sleep or a deep sleep. So my first recommendation, which was recommended to me when I was taking uh, when I was doing my psych appointments, um, because my sleep hygiene was really bad, was to focus on the wind down period. Oh, when you say your sleep hygiene was really bad, can you? Can you just explain? So it, okay. it was a very it was very weird. I don't see it. A, I don't really see it a lot in clinic, but it was procrastinating sleep because anxiety and depression usually set, settle in for me uh, before I go to sleep and when I wake up. So it'd be it, it was a lot of things. It was like a mediocre fear of going to sleep. There was also the mediocre the the fear of um, being alone in my thoughts. That makes sense. So. What I'd do is that I'd procrastinate sleep and then eventually, because I'm, uh, I procrastinate sleep, I go to sleep late and I'm overthinking when I sleep. It's like to the point where I procrastinate to the point where I, I'm i just dead tired. So then there's no in-between period of me getting to sleep and going to sleep. It's just bang, sleep. But it's so late at that point, I only get like six hours and I have to get up the next day, I wake up and refresh and things like that. So that's that was my poor poor sleep hygiene, if that makes sense. And sorry, can we backtrack a little bit further? What is sleep hygiene? 
because the first time someone mess, um, mentioned that to me, I was like, you mean how often I change my sheets? <laughs> what? <laughs> I think sleep hygiene is just like a, an umbrella term for uh, sleeping good quality for a good period of time. Um, and obviously a sleep bad hygiene, uh, sorry, a bad sleep hygiene is uh, bad habits associated with sleep. And, you know, sometimes people sleep with a TV on or uh, which affects their quality of sleep or uh, does something before bed, which again affects the quality of sleep. And then thus they wake up more tired. So then you have a bad sleep hygiene. Is that a good explanation? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How I normally look at it is like hygiene is like cleanliness sort of thing. And sleep is like obviously sleep. So it's like how clean is your sleep? Normally you're, you're like polluted with all this, like using your phones before you go to sleep, the TV and stuff like you said, or even what do you think about books and like keeping like writing diaries where your mind is active? Do you think that's good sleep hygiene? What do you mean? Like, I, what? I, I, like I, I understand that. the question. Mm-hmm. So like if you were to yeah. literally just do a diary entry before you go to sleep. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was good at first, but then when the psych told me off for it, because it is, it does activate your brain before you sleep. It gets you thinking about things you might not want to think about before you go to sleep. Mm, you see, know what I mean? I'm the opposite in that I do write down my thoughts. Maybe not immediately before I go to bed, but within like the hour. It's part of my like sleep hygiene. My routine is like get my thoughts for the day out to kind of help me like not think about that. It's like, okay, I've analyzed this, this, this. Like I can move on from that. It's like... Shut. I think the sorry, sorry to no, cut you off. Um, I think the reason why they they tell you not to do it when you sleep, they they substitute it for another time of day. So that that time of day is set to worry, if that makes sense. If you're setting that worry, that that, that time to worry just before you sleep, that's when you're gonna be worried most, and it's gonna start ruminating and things like that. Mm-hmm. She, she suggested the psych suggested to me to do the en- diary entries in the morning. Um, I didn't get to incorporate it that much into my daily routine, so my diary entries are kind of died off right now. Um, but it, it is a good a part of good sleep hygiene to not make that uh, make diary entries and uh, and all that a part of your nightly routine. See, I see that as like keep a keep a diary or a book or a piece of paper or something next to your bed, because when you go to sleep, that's when you have well, when you're laying down, that's when you have like your best thoughts. So everything else is blocked out and then you can have like your business thoughts or your your higher end thoughts about certain topics or whatever. So when they come into your brain, quickly write them down. So it's like, you know, you're thinking about say a certain topic that you want to expand on or, you know, meditate over or whatever you're going to do. And during that time, you're sort of blocking everything else out and you're just thinking about that thing because the room's dark, you're not smelling things you're not listening for things you're not looking at things so then you're like those things pop into your head really quickly so then you're like okay quickly write that down you know so i don't forget it could you say you're not giving yourself time to think about those things in general no i think it's just that the brain like there's lots of stimulants coming in in a day-to-day life so when you go to bed and you shut off all that you turn off all the lights you put your phone down that's like a constant stimulant and, you know, you're not activating all these things. So then the, you know, that free flow of um, thoughts can just come through. Yeah, you're like hypersensitive to like all your thoughts, yeah. I think with with people with like anxiety or like depression, that's normally like the worst time because like 
because there's no stimuli and stuff, you're just left with your thoughts. And like, if you have bad thoughts and like depressed thoughts or anxious thoughts, that's when it can like come to haunt you. And I think that's where like B was talking about procrastinating sleep because he doesn't want to think about those things. Yeah, it's sort of both like both sides of the tail. You know, there's the good thoughts and the bad thoughts. I think uh, a good segue um, into something like that is uh, that's why meditation is important because uh, the time the time when your thoughts are kind of like going through and there's no stimulants, that's what meditation is. It's like you aren't being stimulated or anything. You're literally closing your eyes, just focusing on the present. And, um, and you know, that's within meditation. You go th- Sometimes you go through some th- thoughts. Sometimes you think. Sometimes you don't think. You know what I mean? So when you're, in a way, the, what you're describing, uh, that, that little silent period before you go to sleep, that's meditation in a way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just not like either guided or, you know, completely focusing on breathing or whatever your meditative things are. But yeah, it's definitely a form of meditation. So what about sleep from a TCM point of view? What What are some common, I guess, syndromes or like that you see with people with sleep disturbance? I think it's definitely, you got to like take in consideration the Shen, of course, which is like that, uh, how do we describe Shen? The, the spirit. The sp- yeah, the spirit. It's, yeah, it's like the state of consciousness sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, like this, yeah, the state of consciousness, the state of your mind um, housed by your heart. So like what we said earlier, when you sleep less, your Shen gets more disturbed and when your Shen is more disturbed, uh, more heart fire comes to like, affect it uh you tend to get you know a little bit more angry more irritable uh anxiety becomes worse you know that type of thing that's one side of uh being sleep deprived and in relating it to kind of junk food and things like that yeah and you definitely think like yin as well because as the day goes on your yin naturally declines and your yang rises like the sun and the moon so these things play a part in how you should sleep if you're if you tend to be a bad sleeper you're more susceptible susceptible to things like night sweating and things like that. That's that's yeah, for which me is anyway. more like yin deficiency signs. Exactly, exactly. So when you when you don't really sleep very well, you tend to you tend to be uh, more of the yin deficient type, more dry. You, you tend to feel more dry, a little bit more dizzy sometimes. Maybe the young uprise and things like that. If especially if it's a long long periods of time. Yeah, nothing's like anchoring you down. Nothing, you know, you don't have that the base of sleep. Which helps you like recover. So, okay. like, do you, have you? <laughs> <laughs> so about this, have you heard of the um, the the chi cycle or something during sleep at all? The the Chinese body clock thing. Yeah, yeah. the Chinese yeah. body clock thing. I I just researching for this podcast. I did look into it a bit more, and researching into um, a bit of like tan theory for pain syndromes for acupuncture. Um, they talk about it a bit too, but not. It's not enforced as much in our in our learning. I'm not sure us. why that is. Enlighten us, Nicholas. Uh, I don't. I don't know that much about it. But what I did find interesting was the periods where you're meant to be asleep. So from like midnight till six a.m. ish, seven o'clock is attributes to like the wood, metal, and earth type elements which are like the less moving elements which i just think is really interesting so they're like the nourishing you want to be you know sedated you want to be quiet you know you want to be down whereas all the other time it's like 
well, it's only fire and water, but they're the more moving, the more up, up type elements, which I just think thought was interesting. It sort of makes sense, right, that you'd have your metal uh, and wood ones where it's more nourishing while the fire and stuff, obviously when you're moving throughout the day, you've got stuff to do, then the fire and the water. Yeah. The yeah, fire, fire and the water ones for during the day, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and then, you know, you that talks a lot about like digestion as well. And a lot of people like move bowels in the mornings and spleen is earth. And that happens at between 9 and 11 a.m. <laughs> I just thought that was because of people's morning coffees that they move the bowels. Well, yes. That, that's yeah. a fair point. <laughs> that's a very fair point. Yeah. <laughs> so do we know anything else about the Chinese body clock? Is it enforced in anybody's like lives or like childhoods or but anything? I saw a lecture on this once. I just trying to I I can't fetch it. It's doing my head in. Oh, there, there was like a, a Youngshen, maybe. Yeah. Was it was it, was that it? The theory of Youngshen or something like that. The theory of Youngshen. I don't know. It's just something that's just like I'm trying. Give me a sec. I'm going to try and remember this. I'm going to try and fetch it in my head. Hold up. Right, well, I it. guess the body clock, the Chinese medicine organ body clock can help kind of guide your lifestyle as well, not just sleep. Like the spleen is more active in the morning. So that's how like some people have a bigger breakfast or like a heavier meal during the day. And then the spleen's not working as well at night. So like lighter meals for dinner and like avoid meals before bed because the spleen's not working. And yeah, you don't want to feel stuck before bed and yeah, things yeah like Scrap Yangsheng. I'm pretty sure that's what I was thinking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Young, is Yangsheng even a thing? What is this? Yeah, Yangsheng is a lifestyle thing. It's the like Tai Chi and the that stuff that we like learn. Glennis with. Savage. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Glennis. Shout out, shout out Glennis. <laughs> what about what about old Shen? Hmm? No one ever right. talks about old Shen. Nobody just about Yangsheng. Yangsheng <laughs> is old news, dude. Oh, old news. Old son. news. Wait no, old old well, old Shen is old news, bro. Young Shen's, <laughs> Young Shen's still in the fresh. New school, dude. That's it. All about the Yin Shen, dude. Ah, oh, <laughs> no one ever talks about the Yin Shen. Who's Yin Shen? The long lost brother. We're not called Forever Yin for. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Forever Young Shen. <laughs> no, when we, when we when we get older, we'll be called Forever Yin. So it's the only Yin that we'll ever have after we're Yin de- uh, depleted. That's it. Stick around. Stick around for the transition of change. <laughs> yep. So well, that's sorry, no, no. I think one organ that's also involved from a Chinese medicine point of view is spleen. Like you get the like Gui Pi Tong formula, which is like heart and spleen blood. The running deficient. piglet. Running piglet formula. <laughs> is it actual? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. Do you know why it's called the running piglet formula? Because it feels like a piglet is running from the your belly all the way up to like the back of your throat. Oh, it's not called the running piglet formula, but it is indicated for running piglet chi. Uh, that so like is so weird. That is, I remember hearing that the first time. I'm like, running piglet, eh? Yeah, but right. then when you like think about it, it's not uncommon for that. Like when you're anxious and when you're feeling like really jittery and you have that feeling of like all of a sudden, it's like your stomach is in your throat type thing where that mm. feeling that comes from your lower abdomen runs all the way up your chest and through your back and then ends up in your throat and you just feel like sick and gross and you're just like Bleh. I'm just thinking why a piglet? Like why? Because it's cute as shit. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Ooh, the sensation from my stomach to my chest is totally cute, dude. <laughs> the Chinese, dude, they got to relate it to something. All Chinese med stuff has an analogy somewhere. That's like that's all one of like the China. things I love. Yeah, like it's like, oh my god! Now I can imagine instead of like this jittery feeling, I can just imagine like a little little piglet like running all the way home to my throat and then back down. <laughs> That what what got me? What I've never—it's uh, completely irrelevant. But what never really we batted an eye at was plum stone. Well, it feels mm. like there's a plum, plum. stone in your throat. <laughs> What's what do you a plum mean? stone? The a stone pit. Of the, yeah. What? Yeah, plum, plum stone chi. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Stone wait, wait. Hold on. So, you so call the stone a of a plum in your throat. Have you ever eaten a plum? No, I've eaten a plum, but we didn't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You called it a plum stone, like the pit. Oh well, they're not going to call it plum pit. <laughs> Why would they call it plum pit? Because it's plum stone. Sounds way better. Plum stone. Plum stone. I think maybe it's a literal translation from Chinese. Do you call it apricot <laughs> pit? The apricot stone? You can, yeah. I think apricots weren't that common in China, though. If you think about it. Listen, here, All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's plum pit. Plum pit chi from now on. Plum pit chi, dude. That's hard that's to say. That's so hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people that aren't very good at English, I would imagine that's very hard to say. Plum pit stone. Oh. No, plum <laughs> pit stone. <laughs> we're just we'll stone merge the two, bro. Don't worry we're about just, it. We just have everything. We're just trying to be inclusive to plum all the pits apricot. and the Plum pit stone, cheese stone. stone. <laughs> <laughs> Charlene's lost and, it. Yeah, she's gone. We have lost Charlene. See you later. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's move it on to... Um, the body clock, like let's talk about it from the Western Med point of view, like the circadian rhythm. Have you heard of that one? No. Whoa. Circadian rhythm? I don't know much about it, but enlighten us. It's, it's enlighten. Enlighten. Okay. I will try my best of a somewhat sort of uh, enlightenment for you guys. So the circadian rhythm is like your body's natural way to like when to like wake up and when to sleep. And it's just like, you know, when you get up and you just like, like you naturally get up or when you naturally want to fall asleep, that's sort of what the whole point of your body, your body's internal clock. And we normally like mess around with it a lot when we have like phones and stuff or like we don't wake up the right times and stuff. That's normally when we mess up our circadian rhythm and it normally messes you up afterwards too. Is that like the going to bed when the sun goes down and waking up when the sun comes up and that type of thing? And how like people are like, oh, wake up with natural sunlight rather than like alarms and things like that. You took the word straight out of my mouth because what I was going to add to what Timmy was saying was the, the hormone melatonin. Now, melatonin is that hormone in your brain that is sen- is sensitive to light. So then... Uh, depending on how much light you're exposed to and the reason why you shouldn't go on your phone before you go to, go to bed or if you don't watch TV before you go to bed is because it triggers melatonin to keep you up. Um, I forgot if it in if it makes you fall asleep better, but I know it just regulates it. Have you ever had melatonin supplements to help you sleep? No, that's a thing. Yeah, I just looked yeah, it up and I'm like, oh, supplements. Uh, yeah, Lurinda uses it. Uh, I've had it a couple of times. It comes in like a spray or a pill. Uh yeah, try it. What does oh, it do? there's like a drip drop bar thing. Drip, what does it do exactly? It just gives you more melatonin to as in, you sleep. As in like the feeling, the effects of it, does it... Oh, it just makes you like tired. Just more tired? Yeah. Or does it make you more awake? So then when you 
when you're exposed to more light. <laughs> no, no, no. Hear me up. When you're exposed to... <laughs> Dom's face is cold. <laughs> when you're exposed to more light, then you're more awake. Correct. No, no, no. Yeah, yes. you like spray the, yes. you spray the melatonin in your mouth. And then you like do whatever you need to do to go to bed, and then you go to sleep. Oh, so you didn't have it before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right, I, I okay. think it's indicated like thirty minutes before sleep. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I've read somewhere. I don't know if this is like not well researched, but like I've heard like if you constantly take melatonin like pills or sprays or whatever, you become like dependent on it, and then it replaces your natural body's uh, secretion of melatonin. I would, I would feel like that's a like a a thing with most of them. Your body stops producing what it doesn't need. That's it. Yeah. Like, Lorinda doesn't use it every night or anything, but when she's feeling like she, like it's bedtime, but she's like a running piglet, <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she's just like, okay, I need to sleep tonight because I slept bad last night or whatever. I'll have some melatonin spray. Helps her sleep. That's good. What about essential oil? Have you used essential oils or things like that? No, I don't dabble. I have this lavender pillow spray that oh. I just spray oh, into yes, my that's, pillow that's nice. and it yeah it yeah. works is that when an I essential oil use it it's like from essential oils I no. guess made into a spray just for like it's called like pillow sleep spray thing I, I think if you were to put Love that it. into something with that because uh, I have the chamomile one so it dulls one of your senses it calms one of your senses mm-hmm. so then when you go into sleep it's not over firing let's say for example you have a bad smell in your pillow or something <laughs> that's not over fire. you're not overthinking that or whatever you know what i mean that was a terrible analogy but you told me <laughs> <laughs> you're nasty so in terms of um treatments and things you tell your patient or things you give your patient or good formulas to consider or points to consider when we're talking about bad sleep do you guys directly attribute stress to bad sleep? Because what I've realized is that my stress acupuncture prescription, which is usually like your four gates, you know, large intestine, uh, four liver three, yin tongue, sometimes even onion or taiyang, um, those type of calming ones, and PC6 also, um, those calming ones I tend to prescribe to both stress patients and people with not very good sleep. Do you, would you guys... Yeah, well, I think that's the, like the Shen thing again. You know, your stress disturbs that uh, free flow of liver chi. So you, your Shen isn't being anchored and it's not flowing the way it should and it's not just doing the things it should do. So, yeah, by using all those points. Do you specifically have points that are for sleep and stress separately or do, you, do they tend to be the same ones? There's overlap, but if someone's really tired, I won't move like i won't do gates too often yeah. because they're already like down there yeah definitely and i don't want to like send them through the roof i i did that to one of my poor little patients like i gave her like four gates like two weeks in a row and she come in and she was like i haven't slept for weeks <laughs> 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 and she's like i'm just so full of energy i was like okay let's let's maybe like cut this and let's dial it oh, back yeah, a yeah. little bit <laughs> Yeah. Reset. <laughs> yeah. CB1, dude. Woo! That's a lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> a lawsuit and a half. Do you guys normally tell... Um, I know a lot of my recent patients have been telling me they're asking me for lifestyle stuff that they can take home with them. Do you have any advice that you normally tell patients to be like, you should try this before sleep or you should try this when you wake up? just to like get the body moving again in the morning or like something that should settle your mind at night. Less coffee. 
Yeah, please. less coffee. No coffee after lunchtime. And don't eat too close to bed, like at least two hours before bed. Yeah, don't have dinner try at like six o'clock. Yeah. So then you can, like your food can rest and digest. Well, rest and digest. That's <laughs> it. Poet and you didn't even know it. That's the one. <laughs> Tom, you have good sleep hygiene advice that you've given uh, me before. There's, there's like a Is this like a do as I say, not as I do? <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? No, he does Your sleep isn't the best. His oh, sleep no. is not good when like it's exam time. Yeah, not exam. He has good advice, just the yeah. execution is yeah, sometimes... No, I sleep. My sleep's like good as gold. Just during exams, it's not a priority. So I'm just like, eh, chuck yeah. it out the window. But you're like always tired. I know. No, I, see, I just I thought see your sleep like, was like uh, absolutely trash. Oh, no, it's better now. And you're always just like, yeah, I'm just gonna go and nap at like seven o'clock at night. Oh uh, like, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's like bedtime. Bedtime. Yeah. No, seven o'clock. I just push it off to like nine. Get to sleep. I think now of like because I've I've set a new. A new sort of sleep routine now. I have like a sleep schedule where I do something before sleep and I have to do something in the morning to help me wake up. And I feel like it's a lot better now than before. Like, so before before sleep, normally something I do is meditation, like you said before, B, where it's like um, I use an app so it helps me, it guides me a lot easier rather than doing my own sort of mindfulness meditation to help me calm down my mind. Something I do in the morning, though, that I think is there's like three stages that I look for in the morning, which is look for light. So hopefully I like try and go outside, get some natural light that will generally help with the um, with the light receptors and wake me up. A thing I like to do is like light movements. Um, so like I might do some exercise or I might like dance, just like put on some good jams and just like move my Taylor body. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Shout out to Tate T Swizzle. Something I like to do is just like move my body just so like I can get the chi and blood moving and then I can start my day. I don't need to drink, uh, like I don't need to drink any coffee or anything. I just, that's how I like to get my body moving. There's also this, this book that I've read, which tells me to like drink water to hydrate my, like, because overnight when you're sleeping, when you're breathing and stuff, you lose a lot of water. You know how sometimes when you wake up and your mouth is like completely dry. Yeah. Yeah, deficiency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like it's dry. So generally, water. What I normally do with my water is um, I mix in some like sea salt or like Himalayan sea salt. That's just uh, for electrolytes and some minerals. And I mix in with some like lemons with for like flavonoids. And also, it tastes really good with lemons. But yeah, that just just for like hydration. Just so my like it like lubricates your body and your organs so that it can start moving like gets it going sort of thing yeah cool um <laughs> do we want to go around quickly just before the podcast ends to talk about like one cardinal thing we give to our patients or one thing that we can take from our advice like our own sleep patterns that we would tell somebody to like do or whether that be in the morning or at night or during the day or whatever try and keep your bedroom your sleep space so don't study in there try not to kind of have your gaming set up or a tv in there try and keep it just for sleep i think a big one for me is uh i'm a big fan of meditation i think like mindfulness meditation because a lot of people's lives are like super busy and you have a lot sort of going on so taking that time for yourself to think and just sleep on it 
Yeah, that's that's a big one. Probably that wind down period. Definitely an hour before you go to bed. You want to stay away from any screens. A book's a really good one. And when you go on to sleep, especially if you're an overthinker, which I know a lot of people in my life are overthinking before they go to sleep, don't be afraid of those thoughts. Um, you're going to confront them at some stage. You might as well do it with a sound mind. Have a set time to worry. Don't make it before you go to sleep. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it's just in general, try and be like caffeine conscious. So think about how much coffee you're having and even in like teas and stuff like that. So like black tea contains caffeine. So just be like mindful of the caffeine that you have before you go to bed, even if it's not coffee. So is green tea. Yes, green tea does have caffeine. Don't have the decaffeinated green tea. And on that note, it's coffee break time. So thank you for listening to this episode on sleep. Hope you learned something or maybe you can take away some of these tips to help with your sleep. Um, Don't forget to give us a like on Facebook and join our new Facebook group for some discussions. If you want to share your tips on what you do to help with better sleep, let us know. And as always, we're the Forever Young Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.